We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing esports talent representation. Just a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. It's all of the information for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Amanda Solomon. Amanda is a CEO of talent agency Tyrus TV and the co-owner of Amplified Influencer Management. She is also on the board of directors for nonprofit Stack Up. Previously, Amanda was the head of influencer marketing for Misfits Gaming Group, as well as a former co-owner of Aftershock Media Group. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. So, you know, to start, tell us about your past esports and gaming experience. What was the first game you played and how did you get involved in the esports business? Oh, geez. Okay, so first game I've ever I ever played and still play is World of Warcraft. If you've ever seen my Twitter my LinkedIn, my biopic is literally, you know, the standard, you know, badass esports arms are crossed and I have a World of Warcraft shirt on and half my tattoos are World of Warcraft. So that's that's been like my OG game, you know, I dabble in other games here, here and there, but that was kind of like my personal start in gaming, like on the, just on the pure pleasure side of things. But it really took me, you know, going through college, getting my undergraduate degrees, getting my MBA and being in tech for a very long time to really actually start working in gaming and esports. And I think, you know, there wasn't anything that really set it off, um, but just kind of being in my late 20s and being like, I'm not really happy doing this. And I've been doing this for uh, not a long enough time to not be happy. I want to work in video games. I want to see what it's like, not really knowing what that meant not fully understanding, you know, what gaming is versus esports and like how they're similar, how they're different. I just got in on the the talent management side of things and have started several agencies myself, currently run a couple of them as well. And it really just kind of propelled my career forward. Um, I've had the pleasure of representing some really incredible current and uh, ex-pro players in everything from League of Legends to, you know, Overwatch and all of those super cool games to then actually getting to work at an esports org, which was Misfits Gaming, like you mentioned. And it really has just kind of like helped turn my career into this like very well-rounded experience for me because I've gotten to work in esports. I've gotten to work in, you know, gaming and and talent management. And now I I get to do a lot of stuff on the nonprofit side in gaming. So it's it's just really incredible to see that few-year journey just really develop when if you had asked me five years ago if I thought I would be in this position, the answer would be absolutely not. 
Amazing. Well, it definitely sounds like you had a really unique voyage. So how did you kind of first get into the talent representation side of the industry? Yeah. So I think for me, it just came from purely from applying to jobs. Um, I had been applying to talent agencies. I had applied to some studios out here. I live in Los Angeles, so we were kind of at the mecca of a lot of these things. And I had applied at some esports orgs and just, again, having a no basis of understanding of the difference between these things. I went with the job that seemed the most interesting, to be honest. And it was just kind of like a, a crapshoot. And little did I know I would, I would love it. Um, you know, like I mentioned, I had the pleasure of working with Misfits. And while I loved every single influencer, pro player, team member there, um, I learned that working in esports may not necessarily be for me. Um, so it really was just kind of like a roll of the dice and I just happen to like it. Awesome. Well, it is definitely really unique when you're, you know, working with talent and kind of helping, you know, manage their career. So tell us about your current work with Tyrus TV. What's your day-to-day like and what's some of the stuff you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my my career at Tyrus evolved, has evolved over the last couple of years. I started with them as director of sales where I spent really all of my time scouring scouring the internet, scouring the world for brand deals, partnerships, sponsorships, charity opportunities, speaking opportunities for my roster. And that um, really kind of like was all all consuming. <laughs> if you could imagine on a, a day-to-day basis, managing their emails um, and just really being a, a point person for all things money for the talent. And it was a little over a year ago now um, that I was asked to be CEO, replace the previous one. And it was something I had never really thought about. And I wouldn't say I had a desire to do, but you know, having a couple of business degrees under my belt, I was like, why not? You know, let's let's go ahead and do it. And so now my day-to-day looks really different, you know, than it was when I was the director of sales. But also my day-to-day looks different now than it did three months ago, six months ago, 12 months ago, because I've been building this business almost from the ground up. You know, I, I took something that um, was a little in disarray and really brought brought life to it. I went from three staff or two staff, uh, aside from myself and a roster of seven people, to a staff of about 23 people and a roster of around 80 creators. So you can imagine the day-to-day from one to 100 um, has been drastically different. Um, as you're building a business, you can't, you know, unless you have like VC funding or people just throwing money in your bank account, you really have to continue to build out the business and do a lot of the jobs yourself while leading the company. And so I've kind of had the, I guess you could say the pleasure of getting to do <clears throat> almost every job, whether it's, uh, you know, head of finance, head of HR, um, I, talent manager, campaign manager, still running sales. I've had to do every single job at the company in order to continue to grow it, sign more creators and then hire on. So a little over a year into it, my day to day is a lot more of like a, visionary as to the future and support role for my uh, C-suite, support role to my directors, support role to my you know other staff and to talent in need versus um, a, a lot of the other work that I had to do previously. So it's a, it's a very interesting, sometimes I have to sit and be okay with not having anything to do at the moment because, you know, sometimes as a CEO, you're just 
here to help and not necessarily do busy work. Amazing. So congrats on all that. It definitely sounds like you kind of really took it to the next level. So kind of how has it evolved? And, you know, tell us a little about, you know, what makes the agency unique. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what's very different with Tyrus is that we're a management group first and kind of like agency second. Agency work is, you know, quite competitive here in the gaming space. You have Loaded, CAA, UTA, Queens, Nani. You have so many incredible agencies that exists in the space. I really wanted to make sure that we went about it a different way and also added value um, because I've been part of groups, you know, before where it's like, Hey, you exist and that's great. But like, what are you actually doing for creators? And I really wanted to make a difference. And so I really made sure, you know, with the support and uh, help of my staff that I had at the time, build out the ser- the management services we provide. And that is also ever evolving. You know, I took a company that really wasn't doing anything for creators and turned turned it into something. And so what we do for creators is is very different aside from just brand deals and uh, representation on that. And we actually have a full suite of management services, everything from what we call our 360 management, which is just kind of overall um, support when it comes to advising for YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, et cetera, all the way down to very granular integrated management where we'll actually do every bit of your YouTube. So all you need to do is create the content. We can edit it. We'll, you know, work on the thumbnail and the hashtags and, you know, every single bit that goes into it, we manage it. So it's a much more like white glove service, a lot more hands-on. And that's typically for creators that are a bit larger um, and really just like need that help. And we do that across all platforms. And what's really amazing about our services too, is that because we have the agency portion, it's separate from management. So that allows us to sign creators who already have a talent agency, but want to be able to pay for our services. And so we have some really incredible people who are signed to amazing agencies and they're with us for their Instagram or their TikTok. And it's been really interesting to not have to, to compete against every agency out there necessarily, um, but to kind of like work together. Amazing. Well, I think that's definitely a really unique approach that you guys are really taking and definitely sounds like, you know, you're able to provide this unique value that you can actually help manage the campaign. You're not necessarily out there getting the deals for them all the time, but once they get the deal, you're making sure everything's posted properly. Like you said, the thumbnails yeah. the proper size, the copy says what it's supposed to. You have all the hashtags and all the disclosures and all the back end white end white listing and analytics that the brands always want and you're required to give them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing. So tell us a little about Amplified Influencer Management, you know, kind of what do you do there and how does that all kind of work? Yeah, yeah. Um, So Amplified is a mobile gaming focused agency with an esports component. And I was brought on around the time I left Misfits um, just to kind of be in an advisor role. They really wanted the support of someone who's kind of like seasoned on the agency side as they built in and grew. Um, I know they're the the product of that agency that you mentioned that that is no more from the man that is no more. Um, and I really believed in what they were doing to try and be right by creators and wanting to create a space for mobile creators. There's obviously uh, AMG, which I co-founded, that exists in the mobile space, as well as Tribe Gaming, 
um, which is an esports org and kind of like agency. And I just really like what Amplified is doing. I've worked with um, those folks before and they really just wanted help with uh, brand deals and kind of like just like best practices in the space. And they, you know, offered me ownership in the company, which I thought was really amazing. Uh, allows me to just kind of like feel like a more integrated part of the team, which I love. And uh, we're over there doing some really cool stuff in the, the mobile space. We've got some cool stuff dropping here in a couple of weeks that I cannot talk about. Um, but everyone's going to know about it here soon, I believe. Amazing. So, you know, the agency's kind of just focused on mobile gamers and content creators, not really any, you know, other platforms. Correct. Awesome. So let's kind of focus a little bit on some of the previous work you did with Misfits Gaming. What did you do there and what was some of your responsibilities? Over at where? Sorry, say that again. At Misfits. Misfits. Oh, goodness. That was fun. Uh, so <laughs> they, how Misfits is set up is they have, you know, they have the LEC out in Europe. They have Overwatch and um, Call of Duty down in Florida where they're based. And they have these pro teams and they're trying to kind of figure out how to utilize the influencers that they had. And so what I got to do is I got to come in and help, you know, really like help them figure out like how do we best utilize influencers and content creators who are not pro players themselves for an esports org. And that's for rep, like uh, repping the org, you know, so like just representing misfits, but then also repping their brand partners. So like figuring out how these influencers could help provide value to SoFi, to ASUS, like what that looks like. And so I really got to help them figure out what that looked like. Awesome. So how are you able to take some of the skills that you learned from misfits and kind of apply it to what you're working on now? Yeah. So I mean, a lot of the skills are quite literally the same. It's all influencers. Um, I just never had to do it in a setting in which the influencer, I don't want to say it doesn't have, have a choice because that's not <laughs> the right way to say it, but typical esports orgs exist in a way that their pro players and their influencers have to do the brand deal that they say, you know, within reason. Uh, who doesn't want to get a brand new laptop and represent that company? I think anyone would. Um, but in in the agency side, it's a lot more of, hey, uh, X, Y, and Z content creator, do you want to do this? This is what the budget looks like. And you kind of go back and forth in this song and this dance versus Misfits. It's more of like, hey, guys, we're going to do this now. And it's it was just a very interesting thing to experience in that way because I had I'd never experienced it before. Definitely. I think, you know, that's one of kind of the major points is that, you know, a lot of these teams use the influencers and, you know, some of the bigger orgs, that's kind of what they're almost selling against to the brands. It's like, yeah. you know, you're going to have this creator eating McDonald's and having his logo that averages, you know, 10,000 viewers a day, you know, that's what the value proposition is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what kind of makes working with, you know, esports and gaming talent different from working with other talent areas or you know what have you noticed um in, in like what regard just in general anything you kind of noticed with like you said kind of them certain things that are important to them when they're determining what deals to take or yeah you know, if there are certain brands that are like oh no i don't want to work with this <laughs> yeah no that's 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 a great question um and i think i think it varies per creator right someone who has you know certain values or, you know, really like, oh, I use such and such product every day, let's say maybe more willing to do something with that brand for less 
than someone who's like, ah, you know, that, that product doesn't mean anything to me in my life. Ah, I'll pass. I don't really care. Um, there's a lot of like navigating that. So a big part of what you do on the agency side with creators is really just remembering their likes and dislikes and really being able to serve and cater to those specifics because it can be so nuanced. Like a really great thing right now is NFTs. There are some people that are so for it, some people that are so against it. And, you know, it really, it just depends. It just depends on the person. 100%. And I think that's really, you know, a unique point that, you know, this is so individualized that, you know, people's brand is a certain way and they want to, you know, do things that coexist with it and complement yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, generally, how would you see, you know, gaming talent is maybe taking advantage of most? How do you see, you know, an agent or a manager kind of providing benefit and protecting them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are absolutely agents and managers that take advantage. I think that's in any entertainment industry. It's really just about finding the right group, the right person, the right people um, that can really make a difference because managers, you know, what we do at Tires, we, we look out for our creators. You know, I had a call this morning where I was like, I will throw hands with these people. What's going on? So we're really supposed to be there as a supplement, as a support, as something you don't need to stress on. It's not someone to protect yourself from. And if you are a content creator and you find yourself having to protect yourself from your agent or your manager, that's, <laughs> that's definitely not the right thing to do. Yeah, because like you said, you're kind of the fiduciary of them. Your responsibility yeah. is to them. Their successes are your successes. And I think exactly. that's you know, the biggest point and you know, something that I always loved about it, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way, is you know, when something great happens for them or a big break or a big deal comes through, like that's a win for you. Not just necessarily, oh yeah, we're making money, that's great, but like, yeah, like I want you to succeed. Like I'm part of yeah. the team. And exactly that it's like a group effort like how how we exist at tyrus with our creators it's like everyone is on deck every one of my 23 staff is there for all of my creators and that's that's really what it is it's kind of like it takes a village we have you know our youtube expert we have our social expert so like she knows tiktok she knows instagram she knows all these platforms like the creator needs help and their you know designated talent manager may not be an expert in that we bring someone else in to that don't we don't just say like ah tough shit figure it out yourself <laughs> definitely and i think that's one of the things you know that's noticing that people are starting to develop and notice the different needs and how there's specific yep. areas to help people in mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so where do you think that this the business side of talent representation is going to go from here what's like the future of this all oh gosh um i mean I feel like there's just going to continue being more agencies out there that I don't want to say have their shit together more, but more or less have their shit together a little more. I know in gaming, you know, there's a lot of just kind of like small haphazard agencies that may or may not be following the law. And I think there, there will just be less of that and just more professionalism. And I think we're seeing that across the gaming industry as a whole is you know, just like, I like to say it's just like a lot more grownups. There's a lot more maturity, a lot more people coming from other disciplines, coming from other industries, like traditional sports, and just kind of like bringing, just bringing more professionalism and kind of, you know, buttoned up feeling to the gaming industry that has been and still kind of is like the Wild West. Definitely, you know, kind of these more traditional global talent agencies, the ones yeah. that, 
you know, kind of have these best practices that you kind of mentioned. Yep, exactly. So do you think more agencies will be, you know, title or platform specific? I know we mentioned that there was mobile. Do you think they'll be like, oh, we're the CSGO agency. We represent all the best Valorant players or, you know, how do you see it evolving? Yeah. So that's a great question. I, I see it come up a bit um, in certain games. And I think as a business model, that's just not scalable necessarily, you know, especially depending on like the game that you're covering it needs to it needs to be wide enough so that you can as a business afford to have support staff because i think an area that agencies fall short in is that they don't have enough staff to support the content creators that they have signed and that's where a lot of things fall short when you hear creators say oh my manager hasn't checked on me in 6 weeks it's not because they don't love you <laughs> it's because they're overwhelmed they're overworked they're understaffed whatever that may be so it may be that agencies specialize a bit more um, in certain ways, but I, I don't know how scalable it would be to only focus on like one game. Definitely. I think that that's, you know, a perfect point that, you know, maybe one platform where we're like the console big, you know, or mobile where it's just any game that's on this platform might work because we have this special and you unique knowledge of it mm -hmm. and certain brands are, you know, more endemic to mobile because their products are better for mobile. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, it helps when you specialize. So something that started to happen to us at Tyrus is we started to, get a lot of voiceover actors signing with us and we allow them to also have like a voiceover agent because we are not set up to bring those types of deals. And so being specialized, so if all we did was have voiceover artists, th those are the only kinds of deals we would be bringing, but because it's kind of like fragmented, we didn't feel fully comfortable in the ability to fully support them. And so we've allowed, you know, for things like that. And I think it's in those kinds of areas that you'll see that that specialization because it's easier to capitalize on. You get one, you know, brand deal in that's looking for X, Y, and Z type of creator. Hey, if you also have another 15, 20, 30 of them, you're probably going to get even more brand deals. Definitely. So I think that, you know, we're kind of seeing where that's all going. And it'll be interesting to see if, yeah. you know, more of these, you know, larger talent agencies, you know, continue to see the value in it. We know the William Morris's and the CAAs and the UTAs have, you know, definitely created their own agencies and are, you know, signing some of the biggest talent. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So kind of switching gears a little bit, tell us about stack up. What's the organization and, you know, what's the role and how are you working with them? Yeah. Yeah. So stack up is an incredible, incredible veteran focused nonprofit, um, really focused on mental health for veterans in the gaming space. And so they provide so many opportunities for veterans to be able to experience conventions, to be able to have access um, to kind of like, I don't want to call it like a suicide hotline, but they call it the Overwatch program. And it's basically in their Discord where they have someone there 24-7 being able to support anyone like in crisis and stuff like that. While I may not be a veteran uh, per se, <laughs> um, I think it's just such important support to have for what I believe to be like a underserved community, especially when it comes to mental health. Definitely. I mean, I think that, you know, sometimes just helping people is just helping people. And, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> and you just like, I want to help them because why wouldn't I want to help them? 
Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I really just kind of sit in a more advisory capacity, you know, being on the board, you know, you're not like a staff member, you're not really in the day to day, but, you know, I'm always there as a resource to be able to help them connect with a brand to, you know, make something cool happen, or even just kind of help brainstorm on different ideas. Um, I'm fortunate that I live in LA, where uh, their CEO also lives. So we get to, you know, kind of spend some cool time together, go to the shooting range and, you know, just kind of like spitball ideas. So it's, it's been really cool. Amazing. Well, you know, I'm sure every, all the veterans are appreciate all your help. So I'm glad that you're able to kind of help with their organization like that. Yeah, yeah, it's been amazing. So what's some advice you have for anyone trying to work in the esports business? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like what I was speaking to earlier was that, you know, you it you may know what you already like, you may not know what you like. For me, I did not know what I was going to like. Uh, So just kind of like shoot your shot in something that seems interesting and don't be afraid to change your mind and want to try something else. And if you, um, you know, depending on the type of organization or company you work with, there is opportunity to kind of like move departments and, and kind of like test things out and not have it kind of be that end all be all, but have the flexibility to, to explore other things. Definitely. I think that's one of those things where you don't know until you know. And sometimes once you know, you know, being able to shift before it's too late is, you know, a skill sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your favorite part about working in the esports and gaming world? Great question. (laughs) I think something really, really fun for me has been being able to see a lot of the cool brand activations and being able to like just just see cool stuff happen. Uh, like one of my one of my favorite brands, Gucci, uh, is a client of ours, and we had one of our talent, King Gaming, uh, build a Gucci Island uh, with another content creator based on the Gucci Guilty campaign that was happening, uh, not in the game, but you know IRL basically. And I, you know, it just it was so cool to go from like concept to real life, and something like that is like a tangible. Uh, tangible activity with a really cool outcome. Right. Where you can kind of like see the start, the finish and how it all kind of happens. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. So kind of to bring this to the conclusion, what's the future for Tyrus TV and you know, what's your future in the space? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hope I just get to continue to uh, add things (laughs) under my belt and by things, I mean, anything uh you know i do a lot of consulting right now so just being able to continue existing in the space flexing flexing the skills that i have uh in influencer marketing and brand partnerships and just kind of watching the space evolve um and then as far as tyrus you know for us we really just want to keep bolstering our services continuing to add value and then also make the shifts with the industry as as it moves you know and just kind of like be flexible Amazing. So, you know, I try to end each of my episodes with my three questions. So, you know, what's your favorite game to watch? Favorite game to watch? Ooh. Um, that's a great question. I love <laughs> I love watching World of Warcraft go figure. Uh, I love watching Mythic runs. So, like when Method or, you know, the other <clears throat> like Race World First teams uh are practicing or even when they're competing to me 
it's just, I could watch it all day. <laughs> Maybe because I understand what's going on. So what about your favorite game to play? Um, still World of Warcraft. <laughs> it's not going to change. <laughs> okay, so you get in your daily grind or? Yeah, almost every day. I, I'm a little busy, unfortunately, so I don't get to do it daily, but at least weekly I try. Okay, so who's your favorite video game character? Video game character? Oof, oof. I don't think I have one. It's probably my own. I play, you know, a character that I've, I curated 15 years ago. I think that's, like, pretty rad. I kind of get to play myself, but it's not really me. Like, sort of. Well, it's likeness, right? It, it could be you, yeah. right? It's based yeah. on you. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so give your character a shout-out so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> she, the, the OG, man. I, I lost her years ago and somehow was able to recover her because I, I took like a quick break from playing World of Warcraft, I think for like a year or two. And somehow I like lost the account or got locked out and I got her back and it was like the greatest moment ever. Amazing. So, you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was extremely insightful. So tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can be found on LinkedIn under my full name, Anna Solomon. I know that's extremely professional, but uh, <laughs> that's that's one of my go-tos. I'm also uh, on Twitter under the handle Leilani. That's spelled L-E-H-A-L-A-N-I. And that is you know my gamer tag, my World of Warcraft character, all that good stuff. So that's usually where I can be found as well. Amazing. So, you know, thank you so much for joining us and everyone for tuning in and make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin J-E-S-Q, and check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes.